Welcome to Cancer Connection. I'm Sarah Humphrey. Um, today, I have um, I, I have Irene Brocay with me, and another person going through a great cancer battle. And she has been such a great encouragement to me, and I know that she will be to you as well. Thank you for coming, Irene. Today, you're very welcome. Um, so, um, how did your cancer battle start? My battle started June 26. I woke up and took a shower and I found a lump on the right side of my breast and I knew that it wasn't just something to uh, ignore and got an appointment and before I knew it I was starting the whole regime. (laughs) Yes that, that is similar to my case as well. I found a lump. I went to have it checked out and they said you probably have cancer and we'll get back to you in two weeks and and that's what they did so I understand. Um, so I remember you telling me uh, about, um, as well, you've got your chemo and then I remembered that you had, um, let's see that, that you also have to go through radiation and, but they, um, but the essential oils have, have helped you out a lot. Um, can you explain how the essential oils have been helpful? <clears throat> about 10 years ago, our, um, granddaughter Taylor, was diagnosed with neuroblastoma cancer and a family in Utah told us about essential oils and Manitech vitamins. And um, they had a son who had neuroblastoma cancer, stage four, very aggressive, and he was basically sentenced to die. And somebody had told them about the essential oils and the Manitech vitamins, so they thought there was nothing to lose, so they decided to try it and whenever they were told that they couldn't use them and they stopped he would go downhill and then when they just went ahead and started doing it without permission he survived and he's still alive today and he was four when he was diagnosed and he's now probably about 25 oh wow so I thought I think I'm going to give it a whirl, too. And so I use frankincense, lavender, orange, and helichrysum. And I rub that on my heart, my kidneys, uh, any vital organ, and behind my ears every time I went in for chemo. And then uh, now that I'm having radiation, I have Chuck just rub it all over my whole back. And um, I'm hoping and praying that it really does help. And I also drink a cocktail with those in there. So uh, I just, I try any way I can to get that in. And also Ningxia that's from Young Living Oils. And um, I, I feel like God has placed that in our lives for a reason. And... Um, our granddaughter Taylor is still alive also, and she was 18 months when she was diagnosed, and she is now uh, 10 and a half. Oh, wow. And so I think that that's pretty remarkable and exciting. That is exciting. 
Um, okay, so, so what did you do after your um, cancer diagnosis? Or what kind of plan did they set out for you? The medical team that um, God brought together for us, I am very, very thankful for because Dr. Ellison at Providence Hospital is my surgeon and Dr. Uh, Manthrabadi is my uh, oncologist and then the um, practitioner is Dr. Vargas. And between the three of those, it and then Dr. Lou from a radiologist, I forgot about him, um, all four of them are willing to sit down and visit with you and answer any questions you have. And I just really appreciate that. And they'll even cross their leg and act like they've got all day to spend with you. And I don't ever feel like I'm hurried out of the office. And I just really, really appreciate that. And thank God for that because they seem to be able to take care of your questions, the fears that you may have. And then I have to really <laughs> have give some kudos to poor Dr. Lou because I really didn't want to do radiation. But one day he said, can I tell you why I want you to have radiation? And I said, sure. And he answered my questions with that. And I'm just so, so grateful. But Dr. Ellison, in the very beginning, when I first found out that I had cancer, he was such a blessing because he told me exactly what he was going to be doing, what our protocol was, and took care of that part of it, even though you feel like your mind is just reeling. And you're like, wow, Lord, this is a lot to choke down right now, but I know that I can do that because you're going to give me the strength to do it. And uh, um, it was <laughs> mind-boggling at first. I felt like I was just overwhelmed. And then when I finally started going to the uh, surgeon and my oncologist, they decided that I would have uh, six uh, chemotherapy treatments and then I would have a biopsy to find out how much of it was gone and how much was still there. And um, and that's after having the CAT scans and everything else they put you through. And uh, I shouldn't say, I'm going to back up a minute, because it was after my fourth uh, chemo treatment that I ended up having the biopsy, and they said they from the original diagnosis that the main lump was pea size, but the one in my lymph gland was gone. And so they felt like there was a good prognosis for that. And then when I had the surgery after my sixth round, it was completely gone. So that was really, really exciting. That's a praise. Yes, yes. Lots of prayer going up, too. It wasn't just essential oils and having the um, chemotherapy. And I thought, oh, good, we're almost done. <laughs> that was a laugh of a lifetime because then they told me they wanted to do 11, I believe they're immunotherapy shots, of Progenta and uh, I can't remember, Herceptin. Yes. And um, I have those for every three weeks. And I'm on shot number six 
in a week or so. And uh, then I also will have 25 radiation treatments, of which I just completed my seventh today. Well, I am praying for you. I know that is a tough battle. Um, I didn't need radiation, but I know what chemo is like, and it just it makes you feel beaten down every week, and then you start to feel better, and they beat you down again. Um, uh-huh. I, t- that, I, th- I, t- I think that's the time that I, that I that is the time when I just needed to retreat to be by myself and pray to the Lord because I knew I couldn't do it by myself. Oh, that is so true, and I like that you're beaten down, and then it's time. You get back up on top of the mountain and then back down and on top of the mountain and back down. So, yes. Yes. Um, how has the Lord been with you through the, through this process, and how have you seen him working? Oh, it has just been amazing. Chuck put a, or the girls, my daughters opened a page on Facebook called Irene's Cancer Journey, and my husband writes about, I don't know, about once a month, I would say, And it is just incredible how God has answered prayer. And you can definitely feel when people are praying for you. Uh, It is just incredible. And I was telling Chuck today that people send verses along at just the right time. Uh, The verse that came this morning was Isaiah 9. I can't remember where it is now. I want to say 54.1, but... Uh, that's not right. and um, But how we are protected by his feathers and we take refuge under his wings. And that was what I just kept thinking about all the way through my um, treatment today. And then the song Under His Wings kept coming to my mind while I was there too. And it made that half hour go really, really fast. It was probably my best day. It's Psalm 94, what I think is what it is. I had to think about that for a minute. And um, and God does protect us with his feathers. And he kind of rakes us in and puts us under his wings. And he gives us refuge there. And I'm so grateful for that. And then the prayer that I know people were praying. So um, I had a, a great day actually today. So I'm really thankful. That is certainly a praise. I remember going through those first six rounds myself, and I just remember taking, I would have some gospel music on my iPhone, and I would just put in my earbuds, and I would be listening to this while I was getting chemo because it it made me, it relaxed me so much. And I would just spend that whole time praying just because, you know, this is a great time. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to talk to you, Lord, because <laughs> this is who I need to talk to. Mm-hmm. So it was like, exactly. Praying and and just and it's a time that I think God sets you aside to do the praying and praising. It's not always a fun time, but I think a important and necessary time. You know, very true. I remember some days coming home from work early, and I would just be so disappointed in myself. And the Lord would tell me, "You know what? I brought you home so you could rest. So stop thinking about overthinking everything and rest." So that's what I had to do. Exactly. Um, do you have a favorite verse you, you would like to share with everyone? I My favorite verse, my favorite verses are in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not unto thy own understanding, in all the ways acknowledge him. And that is such a 
a good thing to do, trust. And if you're not trusting, then you're not um, leaning on the Lord to help you either. So uh, that's good. And then my other one that I love is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you and to give you a future and a hope. And I think that hope is what we do a lot of when you are diagnosed with cancer, um, that God has a an answer for you. <laughs> very true. And, and sometimes it isn't the answer we expect, but um, it's very comforting to know that he walks with us and goes before us in our tough times. I've heard some people... I um I've heard some people that that actually come down with cancer diagnosis and they're so angry and that's all they have inside is anger and they're just angry about it. Lord, why did you do this to me? And why, you know, I've spent all my time in church, I've spent all my time doing this and why have you done this? And I try to tell them, you know, we're we live in a fallen world. This is not about you. It's not about you. It's about <laughs> we're we're in a sinful world and you're you know, we all go through times of being ill and hard times because our world isn't perfect anymore. And someday it's going to be a perfect world and we won't have to worry about it. That's right. I can't wait for that day. I, I think you and I will just have to have to walk the walk the streets of gold together, won't we? Yes. <laughs> and skip and hop and jump and <laughs> Yes, yes. Shout hallelujah. That's right. That's right. Um what yeah. advice can you give to someone just starting their cancel cancer battle or going through the the tough times right now where they may be in the middle feeling overwhelmed? I think that support is so important. I know that my daughters and their families were behind me and Chuck and our church family. If somebody isn't a part of a church, I think that's one of the most important things that you can do is, especially as a believer, is really be involved in a church so that you can have that support of people praying and calling and encouraging and writing notes and letters and cards and emails and Facebook posts or whatever it might be because I think that the people that are aware of your circumstances and they can't pray for you if they don't know how to pray for you, you know. And uh, unfortunately, sitting at home on the couch and um, watching church on TV isn't going to encourage you, you know, and I'm not against that at all, not at all, because if that's what a person can do, that's what they can do. But if you're doing that on purpose, just so that you don't have to put Sunday clothes on and go to church, then I think that I feel sorry for them because I know our church has been wonderful for supporting us, both Chuck and myself, through this whole thing and without them I can't imagine where we would be or what we would be doing so um, I think that that's one of the best things and then reading your Bible praying talking to the Lord because he is my best friend I've had faith in him since I was just a little girl and he helped me through some pretty rough things when I was young and people were say you know I'd be angry if I were in your situation but you know what God was there, and he was very real, and he still is.
Very true. And he has a way of getting rid of your anger. And if you pray and ask him, he will give you his perfect peace. And I don't understand how to describe it except for perfect peace. I just remember the day that I went in, um, to, they, they were going to biopsy the lymph nodes. Um, sorry, this is after chemo. So they had biopsied the lymph nodes. They were going to take them out. And this was my surgery after chemo. And the human side of me was full of nerves. And I wasn't afraid, but I was full of nerves, and I was praying to the Lord about it, and he gave me his perfect peace, so I was I was ready to go, because it, it didn't matter what the outcome was. Uh, he was with me, and that's all that I needed. Mm-hmm. Yes, and without God, how do you have that peace, and how do you have that comfort, and that strength? <laughs> Ooh, I can't imagine going through it by myself. Very true. Um, is there any, um, are, are there any ideas or any advice you can give to someone that's just starting their walk with the Lord through this that has led them to him? Um, I would say, look up, you know, like this cancer connection and other uh, groups that you might be able to just read some testimonies, you know, and um, talk to other people who've had cancer. I think that's been one of the neat things about chemotherapy, sitting in that room for six hours. You meet a lot of people. Yes, <laughs> yes, you do. And even now, uh, sitting in the different offices, because, you know, you go to x-ray, you go to radiology, you go to oncology, you go to your regular doctor, you feel like your whole life is full of doctor's appointments right, and, yes. and it's interesting the people that God has brought to our lives like right now we've been going out for breakfast every morning because we have our um, I have my radiation appointments about nine fifteen in the morning now and it's fun the people you meet doctors nurses technicians other patients and handing out tracks to them we've had a ball <laughs> You know, so it's uh, interesting the opportunities that God gives you to talk with people. And that's what they need to do. And to talk about it. Um, we lost a son in a car accident. And I think the best thing we did or had to do was to talk about it. Because we were traveling at the time, going from church to church. And um, then now with this cancer diagnosis, um, because of... <laughs> putting it on Facebook it's out to a lot of people so I have lots of phone calls and talking with different people but I think it's good for us because you're not simmering and having any angry thoughts or or thoughts that you shouldn't have you know and and I think that that really 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 helps just to talk very true, yes. And another thing that I wanted to bring up to the listeners, too, is that, it, it is, is that when you start your relationship with the Lord and He is with you in it to win it with your chemo battle, He, he is with you 100%. It isn't, like, it isn't like some magic charm that you rub and then leave Him somewhere and come back later. He, um, he is in it with you, and you have to be all in as He is all in. Yes, 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 yes. A hearty amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going Pentecostal now. <laughs> um, actually, um, also, one more thing, Irene. I, would, I was just remembering on, on one of the um, 
um, on one of the uh, posts from Chuck online, um, he um, he mentioned a conversation that 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 you two had had, um, and and he was saying, "How are you feeling today?" And you said, "I feel all scuzzy wuzzy." And he's like, um, "And he said, do you mean fuzzy wuzzy?" Uh, fuzzy wuzzy was a bear <laughs> and you um and you said you said nope and he's um and he said you mean he wasn't fuzzy he said nope he must have had cancer <laughs> yes and yes. i just i thought about that and i laughed and laughed it was just and then you said you have to laugh at life which is so true you have to find the bright moments and the good times that is true and and if you look on the sullen side of life all the time it's going to make it really a long battle and i think if you can laugh and smile and and enjoy life i think that that's a a good thing to do and one of the things i wanted to say even last night was that um I had of another cancer friend who just passed away. She's been fighting cancer for oh, probably 10 years out in California. And she said, Irene, do something fun every month. You know, because there's three weeks between most of your treatments. She says, find something fun to do. Like she and her husband would go for a walk on the beach. That's kind of hard to do in Kansas. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but she said, you know, I have some people over, go out to eat, go do something fun, you know. And I thought, that is really true. And it's been neat, the people that God has sent through. We've had more people come visit us since I started this cancer battle. We hadn't seen some friends of ours for probably... Oh my, 25 years. And um, they were missionaries in Hawaii and they moved to Micronesia. And they came through here for just two hours to stop and see us. And that was about three months ago, just right when you needed it, because it was when I was having my surgery. And I had just had it. And what a blessing that was, you know, to see these old time friends. And and people are afraid to come over, and it's like, please don't be afraid. Knock on the door, and if I'm asleep, you can wait for a few minutes, and I'll wake up, you know. <laughs> but but right. just, I think you've got to look on the happy side of life. I don't know what else to say with that part of it. And the Lord will give you that joy, you know, and the um, desires of your heart. Very true. I just remember going through my cancer battles and I was praying to him all the time. It was like a constant conversation back and forth. And mm -hmm. he just, he gave me this, I don't know, it was the sense of perfect peace because it didn't matter how things were going to, yes, I didn't feel great physically all the time, but I had peace. It didn't matter how, you know, how I was feeling. It's just the way, and, and I must tell you listeners that that's the perfect peace that you're looking for. And the perfect place to start is through prayer. And if you don't know the Lord, now's the time to start. I mean, is there any more, is there anything else you would like to add? I can't think of anything except for if you don't know the Lord Jesus, talk to somebody, call up a um, pastor, talk to a friend. And if you are afraid to try to do it by yourself, but like uh, Sarah said, just tell the Lord that you're 
sorry for your sin and that you would like to have Jesus Christ be a part of your life by trusting in him and accepting him as your personal Savior. Very true. And thank you so much, Irene, for being on today. Would you close us in a word of prayer, please? Father, thank you for this time to talk together. It's just, it's fun to rehearse what you have done in our lives in a time of um, a lot of turmoil to go through COVID and then have cancer, but how you've taken care of us and walked us through this valley. And thank you for Psalm 23, where we know that you can take us through the valley of the shadow of death and we don't have to fear. And thank you, Lord, for then leading us beside the still waters to rest. And we see both sides of that. And thank you for that rest and that peace and comfort and strength that you can give us and the grace to live daily. We pray these things asking you for safety for Sarah and for her hubby, Jonathan, as they travel home. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Irene, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. You are very welcome. Again, this is Sarah Humphrey from Cancer Connection. I want to hear your story. You've heard my story. You've heard Irene's story. You've heard our stories, and you and we want to hear yours. So please write to me at P.O. Box 2286, Kansas City, Kansas, 66110. Or if you don't feel like writing or have awful handwriting like I do, my husband often mentions that, but we're not talking about him right now. You can email me at cancerconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. Again, this is Sarah Humphrey, and I'll see you next time on Cancer Connection. <laughs>